This is Real Race Talk from Texas. It's the Revved Up Sports Show. Here's Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. Yes, indeed. Hello, everybody, live from the new Revved Up Sports Show studios in Round Rock. This is the Revved Up Sports Show. Showtime, Bobby Chaffee, right here. The Iceman, Rodney Rodriguez. That's that man right there for those on the Facebook stream. Grammy winner, the man, Gary Clark, from Austin, Texas. Humble beginnings. Kicking some ass last night at the Grammys, and what a phenomenal artist he is. Just did a great job, and... uh, Hey, we're lucky to lucky to be, be able to call him uh, from Austin, Texas. Do so, I know uh, that Billy Eilish or really? whatever? Do I know any Billy Eilish? Eilish? I, 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 I um, I'm uh, I'm going to show my age here, and and pardon me tonight because I'll be fiddling around here. Uh, I don't know where the bell is. I put the bell. The bell. The bell's moved around a bunch of different places. So, um, and and indeed, yes, a great little setup that we have here. This kind of looks like uh, what you see on television for crying out loud. But um, Billy, I, I, I honestly thought that Billy Eilish was a dude. I thought it was an actor. Isn't there an actor? Uh, I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I struggle with with the newer music and and, and so forth. And I I really did not know. Uh, who that was, but apparently Billy Eilish, the the big, the big winner. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try to cue up some music here, but I, I don't know how to spell Eilish. I, I was actually talking to my wife this morning, and I said uh, Billy Eilish, and she's like, "No, it's Eilish." <laughs> Hell, I, I don't know. So, I don't know. Here's a little snippet of it. I don't know if this is one of the hits or not, but definitely a female. I see that. Yes, indeed. But uh, anyway. Yeah, big night for Billy Eilish, but uh, yeah, Gary Clark Jr. Man, that 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 dude right there. I mean, humble beginnings. That that old story that goes around the uh, the horn uh, around the radio station is that that guy he played at uh, one of Bucky Godbolt's golf tournaments for for beer. Really? Not not too long ago. Not too long ago. So uh, yeah, he's done a he's done a really really good job uh, to 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 do well. I, I, I got to go move that camera. Yeah, yeah, the the camera, all of that stuff is all in new. Um, I'm an audio guy, you know what I'm which saying? Which one am I? So, am I uh, this one or th- which oh, one? Oh, you're right here. You're you're good. You're good. So um, anyway, uh, welcome to the Revved Up Sports Show. We're going to talk uh, talk about racing. Probably have to jump jump some football talk in here at some point to to get you addressed coming up for Super Bowl Fifty Four. That will be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco Forty Niners. But uh, and then at seven ten. Coming up at 7.10 tonight, we're going to talk to John Heil, who was a, a big winner once again uh, over at Cordell, over at Chris Motorsports Park. As he wins that race, we're going to talk to him here uh, in just a little bit and get his uh, breakdown of everything. Uh, the, the weekend there, we'll probably have to ask him about, um, probably have to ask him about the, that uh, super late model main event 
you know, kind of his point of view from that. And, and we, we will talk about that actually a, a little bit right now because that um, when you want to talk about setting up for a really, really exciting season of um, super late model racing, you get two of the best pissed off at each other in race number one conceivably in January. Man, it's going to be fun. Tickets for the Rattler just going to be up. fun. That's for sure. Tickets for the Rattlers just went up. Uh, somebody asking about the uh, the dog in the studio. Yes, we have an open policy to uh, take your pets to work day. Oh, this is a dog show? Oh, nice. Yeah, right. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. You can always hear just uh, kind of some of the back secret thing. If you hear a jingle, that's usually one of the dogs. Um, but um, anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about the, the super late model stuff here in just a little bit. As uh, we we break into our racing talk, but we'd be remiss without talking about uh, the just the story of the day. I mean, I, I was actually here yesterday, uh, working in here, doing doing some stuff here with with all of this, and then you get that you get that breaking news story. And and in today's news cycle, you just never know. You just never know exactly if it's something. I figured it was political, honestly, Bobby. When I when I saw that, I'm like. Man, I I I don't care, and I, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm I'm just so over this whole circus thing. Right, left matters not. I'm just done with it. But that thing comes on, and just the mood when it popped on that screen, and it, and it was one of those things. I tweeted out that you will always remember where you were. That this feeling of just cold came over me because when they said, you know, NBA legend Kobe Bryant has passed away. And it's like, man, it, it's, you know, you, you relate this back. I mean, the, the Michael Jackson thing, throw, throw the whole, I mean, get, get the, don't, don't even bring that up on, the, on these forums here. But um, you had that, you had Whitney, um, just so many things that kind of race through your mind. But, man, it, um, it's a very sad time with, with that loss. Does it change, though, when somebody is the face of a generation? That that there, I think that's different because uh, was it uh, Tyler Skaggs with the yeah. with the Angels, you mm-hmm. know when he did the the overdose or whatever it is that I don't think they've ever actually done right um, or d- disclosed is that you know w- there was a sadness throughout baseball about it yeah but it seems like I mean when you have a figure like Kobe Bryant that transcends sports and I think transcending sports is is different to every person by definition I, I think that when you have people that that have rap songs, you know, if you're in somebody's rap song, yeah. you know, your name, or somebody that's known by, like, their first name. Right. In this case, you know, we had Bird, Johnson, Jordan, you know. Now here now here lately, this, this next generation of basketball people, you've got Kobe, LeBron, you know, now you've got, uh, what's the new cat? Um, oh, uh, uh, in Dallas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, the cap from New Orleans uh, yeah, yeah. played at Duke, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Zion, Zion. Zion. Yeah. So it's like you know, you have that. I did hear something today that said they're looking at changing the NBA logo to have a likeness of uh, uh, of Kobe. I don't know about that. Memorialized, maybe. Yeah, that'd be be okay. But I think that if you didn't change it for the Iceman, you didn't change it for Chamberlain, you didn't change it for Jordan. Well, I don't know if I'd look good on a basketball logo. Hell, I don't look good playing basketball. <laughs> But and and you 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 hit something on the nail there right right there when you were talking about that is it this was the first if you go back on the whole chronology of Kobe Bryant it's all on the internet mm-hmm. uh, I mean Jordan and and Larry Bird and Magic and all of these guys they weren't 
And I think so much for for Kobe, what 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 Kobe has done, it's been so much the uh, I don't know if you, you you wouldn't call him an entrepreneur because he, he's a he's an athlete. But just everything that he has done, I mean, I mean the guy won an Oscar, uh, I mean, for one thing. And that actually is, I, I, I did not realize. That he won an Oscar? No, no, I didn't know that. But I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that I gave a damn this much about him until, until yesterday. That, that shook me up a little bit. I, I mean, it was, as, as, a, as a sports fan, and, and I was talking to a friend of mine this morning. Um, we, we had done a cycle ride together. He's a big Spurs fan. He, he takes in a lot of games. He was actually at that game yesterday. And one of the things that, that, that we kind of both agreed on, our, our thought of Kobe Bryant, our number one thing that we always enjoyed about Kobe Bryant was beating him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as a Spurs fan. And, and that, um, but you just never realize the impact. And, and what, what I've admired about Kobe Bryant so much in the, and, and there was the Colorado thing, which all, all famous athletes, are, there's something. There's always something that, that you're going to have that situation. Everybody loves Mahomes right now, but as he progresses, he's going to run into things that happen. But Kobe Bryant, just such a dad, just such a dad. And, and to, to think about the, the fact that he was, you know, if Kendall or Chloe and I were going to a, to a recreational basketball game, uh, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be in, hell, in, in a Whirly Bird. Oh, well, you know, we're going to be in the Toyota or, or the Lexus or, or the Kia or maybe Tracy's company car, for crying out loud. But just to think of, of his, the, the bond that he had with his children, that, I, I think that I is... I think that's where it's hitting you the most. That, that, that killed me. It killed me. And, I totally and, think that is where, that's what's hitting you the most because of the fact that... I think, granted, now, now the interns are not quite that, quite that young or talented, and and so I think that you have, <laughs> but you love them still the same. I do. Um, They'll say the same about their dad. Yeah, right. But I, I think the way that it, way it shakes out, I think that's what uh, your emotions have changed and gotten the best of you here over the course. Of, I would say the last twenty four to. 36 months or so maybe yeah 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 and, and i mean i admittedly tell people i mean i had to go address that i mean I, i've had to go take steps to to deal with that and i'm i've got another one that's about to not not that i'm holding that against you by no means, no absolutely you know. and and i mean i've got one that's about to head to i'm, I'm gonna have them at opposite sides of the state and um i still can't talk that one out of it that's uh Ugh. that's that's gonna be tough and and but the, the whole thing with Kobe Bryant, so immediately I did two things. Uh, I, I texted Kendall because I knew she wasn't going to take a call. She's busy. She's doing her old thing, her home, uh, own thing over there. She, she rescued a dog today, as a matter of fact, and, and found the owner. Found the owner. Oh, well, Fa- found I the guess owner. That, that's good for you. <laughs> no, no, and uh, she, she, she did a really good thing today. Super proud of her. But uh, I, I called Kendall, and then I called my dad, or text Kendall, and then uh, called my dad. So, you know, it's uh, opposite sides of the of the. You know the whole whatever it is there. Technology, you, yeah, technology, yeah. You yeah. call one and you text the kid because it was just um, the guy. The guy was tremendous. The guy was uh, the whole black mamba thing and the, the mamba with the preparedness and the strategies and everything that he did. It, it is just so weird to realize and and you appreciate life a little bit more because the dude's forty one years old or was hmm. he gone? Yeah, that's uh, that was kind of the shock to me, especially when I found out that he was forty-one. Yeah, considering in less than six days that will be my age too. So I guess uh, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. 
Well, I have an uncle that says, you know, when the man upstairs says it's your time, it doesn't really matter what you're thinking. And um, I just a, never want to go when it's the pilot's time to go. Well, it's the and, drawback I have about flying. And that's that's the scary part where I've thought about this so much, where I've kind of been compressing all of this and, and letting it hash in. And it's it, hell, it kept me up last night, crying out loud. I woke up sweating. The, the saddest part of this, and I tried not to dig into it too much, and, and this is the dad in me, I'm thinking to what were those final minutes like? And that's, um, that's a scary part. I mean, I, I mean, could, that, that's, um, I could tell you, terrible. but I don't think that is, uh, yeah, yeah. It, um, I'll tell you off the air. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. And, and to, to all of the, the parents that are going to sit here and watch us and listen to it after the fact. And, and, uh, you know, h- however you're going to, going to hear this message, it, it goes down to you know lo- love those that lo- love love your people people I put that on Instagram today and it was uh, it's so true I, I mean damn scary but um, anyway just just a sad day and and we're talking about Kobe and his daughter but I mean the the other folks that that were that, there were seven other people in there I mean there there's there's wives and husbands and and parents and 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 all of this that that they lost their they lost their people and that. That shit sucks, man. That's that's bad. It's not something that you that you want to see by no means, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh yes, Aurora and Pete are my pets that are uh, on the premises here that have uh made their way out and uh yes, uh the set. Uh thanks uh, hell Bobby. Bobby ran across this uh, at a deal that we absolutely could not pass up. That's correct. If you know us both well. <laughs> <laughs> or if you half-ass know us, call Drew Carey because the price was right. If, if you half-ass know us, it's um, it's a situation where uh, you, you couldn't pass it up. And, and a couple of the people that helped me acquire this might actually be turning in tonight. One of them for the that's very sure, first good. time. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, we appreciate uh, the the palatial digs here, and it's um, worked out nice. I mean, it's like somebody knew what the hell we did here because it. Uh, it wasn't the funnest thing to put together or, or get up su- to this. It sucked for you getting su- up in the second floor of the su- studio. Second story of the place where this thing goes, but uh, the whole thing is, as it started coming together, I was like, man. And uh, you know, Somebody asked me, they said, why are you guys on the second floor of the building? I'm like, because if you're on the second floor, the rent gets cheaper. <laughs> second, <laughs> sec- second floor is cheaper, and uh, you know they'll let anybody in there, but uh, it'll continue to work. I mean, we're, we're going to work the... Uh, on acoustics, acoustics, as uh, as a friend of mine used to say, so it'll continue to get better. And thank all of you uh, for being a part of this. And hopefully your your weekend, other to other than that, just tragic stuff yesterday, um, was good, and and that your year is going well. But uh, so so we actually did have a little bit of racing this week. Uh, your your thoughts on the Rolex? I didn't get to watch as much of it. I felt like this year the Rolex just didn't have the buzz for me. I don't quite know what was missing. I know they made the announcement with uh, the joint announcement that they're to, to keep with car count. They're kind of making the uh, Le Mans cars kind of end up being more like the IMSA cars, which I think yeah. they needed. I it's mean, a good thing. when you started running out of cars, I mean, I think there's what, eight or nine? Yeah. Uh, you know, Grand Am, uh, GT, or uh, whatever the hell those are called. GT. Day- Daytona yeah, prototypes. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Um, I was kind of unimpressed with the just the sheer number of cars. Uh, I think there were 58 total this Dwindling. year. So, yeah, yeah they, they needed to do something. Um, I watched bits and pieces of it. I will say props to NBC uh, and the NBC Sports Group for actually somehow, someway showing all 24 hours. Man, they, they they covered the hell out of that thing. And, and 
I mean, I really liked how they, I, I liked the way that they would pull drivers over to the main stage and main stage, strip bar for crying out loud. Look at that. But, uh, so they would talk to these folks. They, they did a really good job. And uh, Rick Allen, I, I was impressed with him. He's very well versed in uh, calling, you know, his portions of that. And Junior was there and it, it was really good. Gordon. You know, they let Gordon in there. See, see, people can get along. Remember, Jeff Gordon works for Fox. He came in, did a little bit of talking right there. And, um, you know, it's really okay. People can get along. It's kind of funny. And and actually, it's being promoted, right? Yeah. For years, for years, there was just this divide. If you were in drag racing, you stayed in your lane. If you were a NASCAR guy, you stayed in your lane. If you were an IndyCar guy, you stayed in your lane. Yeah. Well, guess what, y'all? Times have changed. We can all stay in our lane. But it damn sure needs to be a three-lane highway right together to try to make sure. Yeah. I, I think if one is successful, we're all successful. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, yeah. everybody's talking about wanting to get the big two together. Can you imagine the motorsports world if you could ever, ever, ever somehow, some way find a way to get NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, and drag racing all together in one weekend? There's there, only there's a couple places that places can do that it. places that can accommodate it, yeah. yeah. But you're not going to – I mean – it's probably going to have to be done at Vegas or Charlotte because you're not going to be able to yeah. run. You can't run, you know, you can't run the Indy cars at, at Bristol. So Bristol's yeah. kind of out of it. But well, and that's good for all of us on a local level. I mean, because that's that's just crazy exposure, and that that brings big eyes to to. I, I tweeted out earlier. I was at, I was in Austin today, and um, I was wearing a NASCAR Monster Energy Cup cap. Second time this has happened to me, as a matter of fact, and um, younger girl. They recognized your voice? No, said, no, 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 oh, oh, no, oh. no, no. I was pumping gas. I was pumping gas. She, uh, she walked up, and you know, it's kind of one of those weird things. Like when you're at a gas pump, you're sitting there, and you know, you make eye con- contact, and it's like, okay, uh, whatever. Yeah, you just happen to see somebody on the other side. Yeah, and so uh, she said, "Oh, yeah, NASCAR fan." I'm like, oh, you know, I like it. I like it pretty good. You know, whatever I said. And she said, "There's a pretty good show on the horn on on Saturdays." I'm like, oh, I'll check that out. So, oh, come on! You didn't tell her it was you. No, hell, you could have no. made that girl's day. No, hell no! Why, why do I want to do that? You know, I don't want to send that girl into oblivion. But um, it, it's that. I mean, it, it, it's a situation like that where if you get all all of these, did you tell her to call in? No, I did not. I did not. I should have. I should have. Should have whipped out a business card. Should have done the old um, what's his name move and pulled the business card out. But. Um, it, that would be really good for all of us if we could get that pulled off. But I really did think that yesterday, um, the the team that won, uh, what, what was his name? Uh, the, Wayne Taylor. Yeah, Wayne Taylor's Without team. his sons. Yeah. Um, I, I kept waiting. I'm like, uh, okay, you got to get uh, the last dude in the car, um, Japanese guy. I'm like, you got to get oh, this. Yeah. And I, you, uh, Ko- Komiyachi? Ko- Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Yeah. You've got to get this dude out of the car because he jumps in. After uh, after a stint there by uh, Mr. Briscoe, he jumps in that car and he almost runs over one of the one of the prototypes. He almost drives off a one in the bus stop. He missed a curb. Next time by, he hopped a curb. I'm like, dude, you got a 26 second lead here, and you're the, about the to pace piss was that in, away. The pace was insane, though. Yeah, the, they, the pace they was were just hauling. Crazy. They were hauling ass in that. And race. I will say, I, I appreciated Helio's honesty uh, when that one dude ran over his ass. Um, <laughs> or was that? Or was that Pagano? Or Pagano was pretty fired up at somebody also. No, I think it was it was the Helio because that was the one. He's the one that actually got run over. Okay, super super early in that. So yeah, yeah. 
But um, try to get these chords all rolling together. Yeah. So uh, it, it was it was one of those things where I gave it a lot more attention than I thought I would because I I did want to try to absorb that a little bit. Uh, of course, Kyle Busch in the race, and I really like what Kyle said. Kyle had something very meaningful, and I thought it was weird that he ran the night portion uh, for his for his team. But Kyle said, uh, I don't know if he really meant to say this or not, but he said, so one of the reasons that I really wanted to run this, because in 2021, we're going to have a car similar to this. Well, I th- but I think, <laughs> but, but if in terms of what that car is, if you look at that class he was racing, I think it was the GTLMs. Yeah, bo- bottom, bottom level. Yeah, bottom it was level. the G- GTLMs. Actually, I think the bottom's GT Daytona. Okay, okay. GTD. Everything we've heard about this, now, this new next-gen car goes right along in with this IMSA type of stock car. Mm-hmm. Independent rear suspension, 18-inch tires, sequ- sequential transmission, although now it's, now it's determined if it's going to be a 5-speed or 7-speed. I'm, 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 I'm a little shook on that. I don't know. I mean... Can you think about the rear-end manufacturers? Well, uh, you know, for, for me, carburation versus fuel injection and all of that, that that's kind of a stumbling point. But carbur- carbur- you got to shift, man. Carbonation... Carbonation. carbonation. Go, going from a, going from a carb. Don't drink cokes. Yeah, going from a carb to fuel injection is not that different. Going from fuel injected to hybrid technology. That's a that, lot. That's totally different. That's a lot. You know, going from fifteen inch wheel. How many years have they run fifteen inch wheels? I, I mean, a long damn long time. time. A long damn time. So you were around in in the switch when they went from the big cars to the little cars in eighty and eighty one. Remember it well. Is this jump? Is this the most technologically advanced jump since then? Um, I think it's going to be the most radical change because what you were dealing with back then, uh, the, the technology is the key word because what you were dealing with back then was when you went to the shorter car, because at that point, you know, from 70, I guess you could say from 72 forward, you had the long wheelbase car, you know, you had the slope back window, you had the, 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 the front, uh, the windshield, the, the wind would cut the car better. It was a big boxy car, it was a big heavy car. But in '81, the big change was the car became the car became a true box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was. I well, mean, perp- more purpose built, really. Right, right. All of that downforce that you had in the back, you had a straight back window, and that was the thing back in '81 when when Bobby Allison with Harry Rainier had that that Le Mans because the Buick Regal and the and the Oldsmobile the back window went just like this. And that, that Le Mans, which was, I don't know if it was a dud or if it was a black sheep of the whole thing, it actually went like that. Mm-hmm. And that Le Mans in 81 that won in 82 as a backup car, I think it was, or Benny Parsons put it on the pole, that was the car that was kind of the the the, the outcast that, mm-hmm. that still used some That's of that. That's why the Thunderbirds are so damn fast. Right, Elliot. right. And th- that, that change was huge because what didn't happen before – with those cars was when you turn sideways, you know, you'd spin and, you know, do whatever. In 81, they show up to Daytona with these Buicks and these Oldsmobiles and, and, and the Thunderbirds and all of these cars besides the Le Mans. They'd get sideways. They'd go backwards and the wind would stop and they'd go in the air. Yeah. And it was like something that they had never seen before. So to equate it, to equate the change from then to now, I think... Um, I think it was actually a little more drastic back then because now with the evolution of of this technology that we're seeing in the cars now and the tests that are I don't even know if they tested those cars back then. Probably not. <laughs> I think they just showed up cuz the the crazy story in that in that 81 race. Oh my god, you're going to get me started. 
The crazy story in we that got time till John comes the, on. The crazy story in that eighty one race that was back when in January, the middle of January, they actually started at Riverside. So they would run at Riverside, then go to Daytona. That first race of of nineteen eighty one, they ran the big cars. Well, that makes sense. They ran the big cars, and they went to Daytona with the short, the shorter wheelbase car with the Regal, which became the the really good car. And um, so, to answer your question, after all of that. I think that, that that change was actually more drastic because now we're prepared for it. And by the time that we finish up this car, because remember, we're still R&D in this thing. I mean, it keeps showing up at places and, you know, we see this car. It's not a manufacturer specific they're, they're car They're building yet. another one. Right. I think, right. I think the test at, uh, not Homestead, wherever they're running next, I think at Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is going to be the final one because of what... Uh, Brad Doherty said earlier on um, the late shift is that yeah. they're expecting to have that car released to the teams in April. Jeez. So, you know, by the time it's all said and done, I and, and the old person in me is kicking myself for saying this, but the last picture that I saw at Homestead, I like that car. I don't, I'm still releasing on Judgment. I think because for me it doesn't have any body lines yet. That's true. It's really too generic. To me it looks like an old Dodge Remember when IROC switched to the Dodge Avengers? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what it reminds me of is a Dodge yeah. Avenger right now. Yeah. Obviously, I know it's not going to be, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think for anybody that thinks NASCAR is on the downward slope, let me put it to you this way. You're not making a brand new revolutionarily designed car uh, that is changing the game and the platform at which your top series, one of the most successful motorsports brands and touring series in the world, you're not making that investment for something that's falling apart. I'm not going to sit there and blow smoke up your ass and say, oh, the attendance is what it used to be. It's not. Nope. But it is coming back up. It Statistically, is. the NASCAR ratings, not once they once were, obviously. But guess what? They're coming back up. They're on the rebound. NASCAR, however you want to say it, NASCAR is making a commitment to every level right now. They're yep. making a commitment to their main top tier. We're reading the stuff about making this connection with the short track series again. Right now, I think the biggest thing that they have going for them right now, and I'm not trying to throw Brian France under the bus. They've got two things going for him. He's got enough problems. Jim France and Ben Kennedy. That's the two biggest things that they have. Because the one thing, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this. When you listen to Roger Penske's press conference, which was pretty much the first press conference he had as El Grande Jefe over there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway when they announced the Indy. El Chingon. When they announced that the Xfinity cars were going to end up at the, at the road course portion, he talked about dealing with Ben and his people. Yeah. He didn't say Jim. He said Ben and his people. So Ben mm -hmm. Kennedy's getting groomed to be the next face of NASCAR. But these manufacturers, the key word is when they say stockholders, every these cars are probably way further along in development than we ever oh, thought. Oh, absolutely. They've probably been working on this car for two oh, damn absolutely. years. Absolutely. I mean, we we just get to see the the finished product and you know, when you go fishing, you you dump some bait out there and try to try to hook a fish. And that that's what they're doing here and, and they, they want to hear the input that we're going to give them, which is for the most part negative for everything that I've seen. But yes. It does not look like the typical stock car. And, I mean, I'm the first. And it's not. No, it's not. And, and I mean, we get the street stock debate, and we're going to talk to Heil here in a minute, and, and, and this is not a shot at, at any outlaw driver or, or anything like that. But when, when we talk about stock cars, I mean, people pop up all these Camaros and all of this stuff that, that we see all these old all-pro pictures and all this. All these cars look alike now. 
They well, all yeah. look alike. And, and they've always all looked alike. Th- they have. They have. But but back your then... Your Buick Regal looked just like your Monte Carlo. Right. And your Oldsmobile, your Cutlass, looked just like the just looked like the other two. Yeah, that's because they're all three from GM. Yeah. But if you go... Like, that 81 year that you were talking about, if you can find pictures, if you can go back and look, look at the Ford Thunderbird, it was a total disadvantage for that car because it it had a true stock thunderbird front end it was very boxy it it was all cut up it had the little lights and the grill and everything the the buick the buick was a little more refined the middle section like the front end of this right here was a little more like what what that looks like it had a had a grill there Mm -hmm. um the oldsmobile was more flat It, it was there was a difference that you could tell there with those cars but but now I mean, I go to, I mean, when we go to the Snowball, and, and this is where, this is another benefit where, as a fan, I prefer dirt, I said it, because when I go to the dirt, for some things. <laughs> when, when I go to there, to there, when I go there, I can definitely decipher the difference. Where at the pavement track, it's like, okay, well, that's a... That's super stock. Whatever. Uh, outlaw stock all look the same. Yeah. Pro late models and super late models. Hell, they look alike. Yeah, we got to ask John about that theory that we were talking about. Is that is the outlaw stock going to be the next pro late model? Because they had God, what did they have? Thirty eight of them. They were way down. They were way down. And and we talked about that with uh, on the dirt side as well. We talked about it with Lawrence, and and we talked about it last week. Uh, you know, talking USMTS. It's like um, you know, all the rage changes. But that's nothing new. I, I mean, no. we, we can sit here and banter about that crap forever and and talk about that. But I mean, that's. It's the way it always is. I mean, I remember back in the days, over here at the at, back in the day, back in the day, over here at Speedorama. You know, we had all these classes, and then you know we loved the late models, and they started dying off. And you had super stocks, and then the street stocks. All then you had super stocks. It's the same when old were thing. Five or six, they decided to drop them, and then that's when they moved everybody up a class. That's when your street stock, your Camaros, became super stocks. Yeah, exactly. And then so. if you wanted to race a full fledged late model, you needed to go. You needed to go run San Antonio. Right. And then if you wanted to have an aftermarket body on your Camaro, you had to go run Corpus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a never-ending never cycle of what we see there. But now now it's even more, uh, I think now it's more present because it um, there's not a lot of, I mean, to me, on the road, when I'm out driving around, a Camaro, a Camry, and a Mustang, well, Mustang I can tell the difference. Uh, on the track, I mean, it's getting better though. Well, it's they want the brand. Better. They want the brand identity. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely getting better. But um, what we see in twenty twenty one, I really wonder. Well, we I still really got to get. The, the, that's the sad part. Is too much interest being put into the twenty twenty one car, and even the twenty twenty one schedule versus this entire shakeup that came through for the twenty twenty schedule. Yeah, and my whole thought is. Um, Let's get yeah. Let's get twenty twenty rolling because twenty twenty is going to be a fun year. Definitely I really, I really do think it is. I, I know that you, along with myself, have actually had to go in and before we used to not have to update our calendars with the with the race schedule because we knew from just repetitiveness. You know, might switch a track here and there. Right, but man. Now it's like I, I have to put almost I have to put all the dates in there. Yeah, it, it's a lot different. Um, you know, Homestead moving up there. I mean, I'm really looking forward to, to Martinsville. That, that's going to be I say so Daytona cool. 500 aside, what race right now is the one that has you the most excited? I, I think that Martinsville, that Martinsville race, and I'm, I'm really... The elimination one? The, no, the no, the, 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 the night first. one, the night one. 
I think the night one's going to be neat, and I'm actually looking forward to July 4th. I, th- I think July 4th will, will have It'll uh, still be hot as hell there, though. Oh, it's going to be hot, but I won't be hot in my easy, lazy boy unless somehow I find a way to get there. Maybe. Which could happen. That's so. right. Anything's possible. Which could happen. If you'd like to sponsor this show, we could take this show on the road. <laughs> All the way there. Absolutely. That's right. All the way there. I'm down um, for another road trip. Daytona, Daytona 500, uh, uh, get together, live show, all that. Uh, the, 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 it's starting to work, starting to work. Um, so we'll get you details on that uh, as we get closer. Uh, hopefully by the end of the week we'll get something f- uh, you know, figured in because kind of what, what the thought is is to try to find, and, and you can probably figure out where we're talking about. We were there the last time that we did a remote, crying out loud. But that that's kind of a place where, it's kind of a central location, if you want to call it that, I guess. I mean, because... It's a central location for our fan base. We have a lot of yeah. local fans in Austin. We have a lot of local fans in central Texas. They're yeah. in, in that particular region. It's located in between Austin and San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. So ho- hopefully that'll be, you know, kind of the place. I mean, a lot of folks that like to race used to go toe down not that far from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And it seems like that place is getting closer to that old spot. What are they doing over there? I have no idea. Like exit 210. I remember exit 210 was way down, way down. No, not anymore. I know. It's like right there by hell where, where we're talking about, the rail house. I mean, over here. It's not that far from the. Over here acting like. Not like that, far, that far from studios. The high five For studios. You. Yeah, I, I mean, but it's uh, hopefully that'll be the spot. It kind of got a little bit of uh, back and forth going on there. Uh, my man Craig Cargill's excited about that. He said he'd love to entertain us, and uh, we'd love for a lot of you to go out there and watch a race and have some drinks and, you know, responsibly. Yes. And uh, go out there and have a big uh, Daytona 500 party. It, uh, it would definitely help them realize the power of racing around here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we got to do in 2020. Is to uh, make this great. Uh, I did get uh, I did get a uh, message a little bit right before we went on the show from our man Ben over at Cordell, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the Cordell race here in just a little bit, obviously with John, but then the supers afterwards. But um, got a response from him saying, you know, they battled the weather, they went back and forth, had a great event, and he wanted to thank us for helping promote them. Hey, and that's and that's, um, that's why we do this right there. That's what it's all about. Maybe somebody told him they heard him on the show. Must have been. Must have been. So thanks to uh, Ben Sumner over at Crisp Motorsports Park for the shout-out right there and uh, the nice words. We like, uh, we like hearing that uh, you may, maybe every now and then some of the stuff we do on here. Mash matters. Yeah, actually does help. Friends, coming up in our new friends. Hell, friends, we don't even know. That's right. Coming up here on the new set in just a bit, we're going to talk to our man John Heil, who has done it again. John Heil uh, takes a road trip there with the uh, BMF uh, shocks and chassis team. Bandera Metal Fabrication. <laughs> Wild Child <laughs> Motorsports. And they add another one to the resume, picking up another win. That's coming up. Stick around. This is Revved Up Sports Show from Texas. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in... Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. 
Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Bush's Chicken is a proud supporter of area schools, athletic programs, and booster clubs. With stores in Cedar Park, Round Rock, Georgetown, both North and South Austin, and now our newest store in Pflugerville. Bush's serves the Texas standard in real hand-battered fried chicken and crispy tenders, tasty rolls, and that famous Bush's sweet tea. Mm, I love Bush's Chicken. Bush's Chicken. It's good, good, good. Discount Electronics is Austin and Round Rock's half-price computer store. They have $99 desktop computers, laptops starting at $120, Apple MacBooks from just $195, and LCD monitors starting at just $27. You can sell or trade your used electronics for store credit or cash. They have three convenient locations, North Austin, South Austin, and Round Rock. Computer repair is also offered at each location. Since 1981, Texas Austin, Austin, location near Lakeline Mall, make each and every cheesesteak to order and top it with a signature sauce of your choice. All the cheesesteaks, burgers, salads, and deli sandwiches are served with complimentary tortilla chips and fresh salsa. Try their queso, guacamole, and salsa, as well as signature sauces that are made in-house every day. Texadelphia is a proud supporter of area high school football. They are located at 14010 North 183, Suite 500, located right near Lakeline Mall. Saturdays at noon, Revved Up ATX takes over the Horn Airwaves. Rodney Rodriguez and Bobby Chaffee discuss the world of motorsports, including winners and losers at 12.15 and places for races at 12.45. It's Revved Up ATX, Saturdays at noon on The Horn, where Austin talks racing. Hashtag Real Race Talk. In our commitment to area high school football, the Horn is excited to introduce the Horn Webcast Network, powered by IHS Fan. In addition to our three high school football radio game broadcasts each week, we will provide our fans with the ability to listen to the play call from eight other weekly high school football games. How cool will it be to sit at your game and click on the Horn app and have complimentary access to as many as 11 different games? The Horn app is your Austin area high school football season ticket. The Horn Webcast Network, powered by IHS IHS fan. This is hashtag Real Race Talk from Texas, the Revved Up Sports Show on RevedUpSportsShow.com and HornFM.com. Here's Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. Billy Eilish. Oh, I thought you pressed the wrong button. <laughs> no, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Occasionally. I did get a text uh, asking for some Billy Eilish. Or Eilish. Is that, so, I, I don't you know, know a single one of her songs, man. I don't either. Like I said, I, I thought it was a dude. So, it, it Just from the name Billy. So anyway, it is what it is. Who cares? Let's talk about the real stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about a bad ass, right? Yeah. One of our guys, a, a frequent, uh, actually, it was second or third second time? time, second time on the Rev Sports Show Hotline, the man who has pretty much dominated the last couple of really big 
uh, Southeast races for your outlaw stocks. John Howell joins us from the show. John, how's it going tonight, man? Oh, pretty good. How about y'all? How y'all doing? Can't complain, dude. Uh, hell, after all that Kobe Bryant thing, we're we're up and going today. So that's a, so, <laughs> yeah, no so, so so that's a good thing. <laughs> that that's definitely a good thing. So how was the trip back, man? Always fun getting, or are you back? Always fun getting back when uh, when you're coming home with a trophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually flew down and flew back this time, so it made it nice. a lot easier. High roller, right there. That's yeah, right. we're trying. Yeah, we're we're trying to. Well, we're trying to get ready for speed speed weeks. We're leaving. Uh, we're leaving out next Monday to um to go down to Daytona for a couple of weeks and race race down there. Sweet deal, man. Sweet deal. So, so your preparation there for the for the World Series of Asphalt Racing does does it different than any other race weekend, or is it? Just depends on what happens during that race week. Depends on what happened. If you got to change a spindle or something like that, but is any is the prep any different from any normal race night? Well, I I try to get you know all my all my spare brake pads, new brake pads, oil. We, you know we got a schedule we got to keep to. There's um, you know we think we race seven. The modifies race seven times out of the nine nights. Damn. So Oof. we um, we uh, yeah, it gets pretty busy. So we uh. We got to kind of have spare spare everything ready. We're actually bringing spare cars this time too. So um, we got Augie Augie Grill going to run for the championship this year down there, and Zach Knowles. Nice uh, scooter baits. I'm taking down also, and uh, a local down there um, from South Florida, Ricky Moxley. I'm, I'm he's got one of my cars, and I'm working on his too down there this year. I think so. Super good. Um, got my hands full. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. So let, let's um, let's kind of kind of flash back, uh, right? Quite, that's good for business. Um, back to the December, the the snowball win. Um, describe that, dude. That um, I mean, we've all been doing this for so damn long, but to go down there, win there at Five Flags, man. How how the hell cool was that? Well, I mean, just just to win to win out of out of the state of Texas is yeah. so you know it's everybody knows it's a, it's really hard to do and. Uh, uh, I was asked to drive that car, you know, Rick, Pilaro, Rick Pilaro owns that car. Um, and he asked me if I wanted to race it down there for that, that race. And, you know, of course I said, yes. And, uh, <laughs> went down there and we tested and the test session went pretty good. And the car was pretty decent in practice that day. We needed, you know, it was needed, it was a little tight. And I talked to Augie grill was, you know, he's the one that built that car. So that's yep. a Gart car. And, uh, Told him was a little tight. He went and rebuilt both rear shocks and moved two trailing arms, and I don't know what all else he changed. But <laughs> man, I went out and qualified, and the car felt so good, and uh, it was just on rails in the race. I just had to, I just had to not mess up and, and get it done. Nice, yeah, he did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. Appreciate it. So, John, uh, double-sided question here. One, are you going to end up running uh, any of the outlaw stuff there at the World Series? And then, two, in your mind, I mean, you built a lot of cars before, and it just numbers-wise, it seems like these outlaw cars are just taking over. Do you see the current crop of outlaw stuff maybe some way morphing into something that may take over, like the Snowflake 100? Man, it's possible. You know, it's, uh, it's, more, it's a little more economical. And there's just a lot of lot of old chassis sitting around that um, make good good outlaws. And uh, the you get into the pros and the late model these days, and you almost have to be a, a scientist to to be able to run up front with these things. And uh, the outlaws, you know, you, you can still kind of sit there and tweak on them and and uh, make them better as a you know a, a low budget team, mm-hmm. and um, you know able to go go out there and win with them. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So, John, how fun is it for you? Because obviously with BMF, you've got all your customers there that, that, that we talk about and just a hell of a job that you do there, man. Some of the best stuff out there. How fun is it for you to, to get out there and actually just get out there and get to race, man? How, how does that feel for you? You know, now a little bit older, still obviously busy with, with what you're doing with business, but to get out there and, and, and wheel that thing, how's that feel? Man, I tell you what, it's um, I never really had crew chiefs the whole time I raced. I kind of got out <laughs> and did my own thing. And, yeah. And uh, to go, you know, the, we got a great crew with, with this car um, down there. We got a, the, uh, the gentleman that maintains it actually down in Florida. Uh, we, we call him Rawhide, but his name is James Smith and his boy Fisher. They uh, nice. they are just key to this deal. And, and I could just sit in the car and tell them what's going on with the car. And they sit there and... and um, tweak on it and make it better you know between, between them and augie grill and mm-hmm. uh it just it almost makes it easy to win you know i, I hate to say it because it's not easy at all right 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 it um it's just it's just it's easier not to have to get out and work and think about what's going on just just concentrate on the driving part you know it's just so hard to win in any class in any division anywhere and uh to go down there and do that it, it takes a lot of people and i was just i was just one key component to it and uh, I'm glad I got to be the the one that gets all the credit for it, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Much deserved. So, John, not not that the Snowball Derby was was a fluke by no means, but did it feel good to show back up again in January and get another win just to show that hey, look, I, I am a badass and I'm here to win and take the money back to Texas. Man, I tell you, I, you know, I've never I've been to that track, you know, crew chief and on modifies that I've never made a lap on it before, and uh, wow. I think my third lap on the track was, was as fast as I went and qualify him. So we unloaded really good and, uh, you know, we went and set fast time and, and, um, we, we pretty much just had a dominant car the, the whole weekend. And, uh, you know, they, they don't come easy like that. And, and yeah, I mean, to go down there and do that, you know, really builds up a lot of confidence and, and, um, f- feels good to be able to, to be back on top again as a driver. You know, it's, it's, it's been many years since I've been able to, to actually run more than one or two races a year and um feels good feels real good yeah absolutely so how was it because i, I guess you started uh, y'all had a rain delay in there didn't you you started i guess on friday and had to finish on saturday well into the night so did you know were you guys worried there that that there may be some change and obviously the atmosphere changed but uh, any concern there that that might affect the performance obviously it didn't but uh the, the homework there with all of that yeah well you know the main thing was uh somebody actually got injured in the stands i i actually got a bad start on that race and i had just taken the lead back when um the yellow come out for the injury and uh the ambulances had to leave so they actually called the races that night oh we raced last no no Um, we actually had to race last on saturday so i had uh 24 hours to sit there and wonder if these guys are working (laughs) on their cars making them better and (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it was a it was a it was a little more a little longer than i wanted it to go you know we, we, we were laughing afterwards and that i won the, the 24 hours at uh at speed fest yeah so we we're kind of laughing about cordell that. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah so we had to, yeah, yeah. That, that is cool we got a 24-hour winner on this show that that worked out pretty nice yeah that's what i said i said a lot of first a lot of first for me this year i've i've never i've never led a race for over 24 hours before so that, that was <laughs> that's pretty good su- that's super cool man that's badass <laughs> So in, in terms of that, that whole race weekend, obviously you're concentrated on the modified and your outlaw. 
What was the uh, little consensus there about the little dust-up between Stephen Nassie and, and Bubba Pollard? Is it one of those that the, the, a certain media outlet's kind of blowing it out of proportion just to get more clicks? Or you think it's something that's really going to like, you know, going to be visited again at the Rattler here in a couple of weeks? Well, I'll tell you, I was, I was about 30 feet from that, all that action going down. I was standing in the our race was right after that, so I was standing oh, in the yeah. corner there in one and two, watching watching it. I mean, I was five foot from the from the from the action there. And uh, Pollard Pollard, you know, if Pollard would have got their lead, he'd have probably checked out on that deal. But uh, Nasty was really really giving him fits on on getting by, and then they got together. And before you know it, they're they're parked fifty foot from me, and they're getting out of their cars, running after each other. So um, <laughs> it, it was nothing staged there. There's definitely there's de- definitely some animosity going going on between them two for a while. <laughs> and 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 your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, it, it it's it's happened. Uh, you may have done that a time or two, but uh, uh, I mean, that's y- hard racing, right? I mean, these guys get out there, and and I think that really sets a nice table. Uh, we were saying earlier for for super late model racing. Hell, they're going to run pros too. I think it really sets a nice table for 2020. Well, yeah, I mean, there you got to think that speed fit. That's that's a huge race too. You know, that's uh, it's, yeah. it's not quite the Derby, but that's 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 one of the crown jewel races there. And uh, I mean, you know, Kyle Busch came to it, you know, last year, and I think maybe even the year before. So it's a it's a big deal to win that race. And uh, I mean, we're getting down to 12, 13 to go, and uh, I mean, it's between two of the two really really good race car drivers there. And both of them are known for being pretty aggressive. So yep. uh, it was. I, I knew something was going to happen. I just didn't. I didn't know uh, know how it was going to end up. But it was a pretty exciting race. For sure. Speaking of two race car drivers that try to that, that are trying to outdo one another, uh, your good friend uh, Billy Becca uh, said to say hello and that you are his hero. Uh, so uh, you know you you <laughs> you and Billy right there along with Bubba and uh, Bubba Nassie. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, old, old Billy Becca, he's a pretty good shoe on, on his own for what for what little he knows about you know the mechanics of race cars. He's kind of like <laughs> his dad; they just they could both get in their car and really go fast. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Billy Billy's a pretty under underrated race car driver. I'd I'd like to see him in a good car. He'd, he'd probably surprise a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, just press the gas and go. Yeah, when he first started, I thought it was Billy Becca because he was always in the back of the field. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to start somewhere. You That's know? it. That is it. John Heil with us on the Revved Up Sports Show Hotline. Another big win in the Outlaw Stock at Cordell. So, how, how excited? Uh, how excited was old uh, Zippy Hippie? Was, was he ready to party after that big win? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it was funny after the Derby. He looked like he was about a fifteen-year-old kid out there running around. He was. Uh, I think we all were. We all were acting a little ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's he, he's happy. I mean, he's. I mean to go out there and then do what we've been doing is, is pretty impressive and and uh man I I hope I get a few more opportunities to to race that car I really do. Mm-hmm. So John you don't have to reveal all the super specifics but but we talk about manufacturers getting in win on Sunday sell on Monday. In, in terms of of the stuff like with you and Augie do with with BMF and and the and the Gart cars is it really that simple as win on win on Saturday and and sell on Monday? Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a story at the Derby. I, when, when we won the Derby this year at 10 o'clock the next morning, I had, uh, we had cash money for a new chassis the very next morning. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, that's just how it is. It's, 
I mean, if you're, if your cars are winning races, then, um, you're, you're selling cars. And, uh, you know, l- l- luckily that, you know, between Zach Knowles winning the championship this year again in the Mayhem series and, and him winning races, he, he's, he won at Cordell last year. And, you know, if you, if you look at some of them, you know, the BMF cars are generally running up front, which, you know, pe- people want to, want to buy what's winning, you know, I mean, right. that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, and, it, and it's from a lot of hard work from a lot of people. It's not just, it's not just throwing, you know, a couple of good drivers and cars, you know, they, the, the best driver in the world has to have a car to get around that racetrack and he's not going to, he's not going to go fast in a piece of crap. And, uh, that's right. So you just, uh, you just gotta, you just gotta put your head down and work hard. And that's, that's just what I try to, that's what I try to do. You know, that's, that's my goal is just to don't worry about what other people say. Just put my head down and, and go to work. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's like Kevin Harvick says, you can't make slow cars go fast. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, okay. you you might be able to do better with them than a lesser driver, but you're not gonna you're not gonna do a, a miracles with with something that's not gonna not gonna turn in a circle. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. John, let me ask you. Uh, I've been talking to uh, our man Phil Whipple here, kind of uh, on the down low. Uh, t- talking the the uh, the the dirt truck series coming up. Uh, it, it sounds like a lot of progression there. Some big things happening coming up. Uh, your thoughts on that? You've been out there doing that. Uh, how do you think? Uh, obviously, the first season, first season's always a bitch, no matter what, for something starting out. But uh, your thoughts on that one coming up to season twenty or season twenty, season twenty twenty, season two? Yeah, I, I think I think that's going to be a really good series. Um, He's that they've come to me for kind of advice on the rules. I, I still need to get with them on that, but uh, I think once they get the rules to where some of these asphalt trucks can can come race there without changing a bunch of stuff, it's they're going to have a really good truck count, and uh, they're they're really wanting to make this series grow. So they're um, they're up for suggestions, and and seems like they're doing a really good job and are really fun to race. They go. They run a lot faster than you think them trucks would run. Um, they really surprised me when I got in them and, and drove. I, I think I won uh, two, two, three, or four of them races. I'll I don't, say I don't, your, I yours ran that. really fast. <laughs> I saw yours. Yours yeah. ran really, yeah. really fast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a. They really surprised me when I got in them that that, that with what little rear weight percentage and, yeah. and stuff they have, how fast and how good they actually turn and drive off. So um, those ten inch slicks really, really surprised me on how much bite they have on on a dirt track. Oh yeah. Nice. So but I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really good series. Um, if anybody's thinking about it, um, going to it, I mean, it, I think it's something that's gonna live a long time and, and grow. So um, don't be scared to get your truck and, and come out there and try it. I agree. So John, you, you're involved with the asphalt stuff. Obviously, you, you run into some of the dirt stuff. Is the divide between dirt and asphalt as big as it used to be, or is everybody kind of starting to wise up a little bit and realize that that if one side's doing good, it helps the other side too? Yeah, um, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of shock technologies from the asphalt. What we're doing now, that's going into these dirt cars. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh some of the stuff I'm doing. My front shocks on these dirt cars are uh, are starting to do real good. You know, I'm I've, I'm I'm building sport a few sport mods here now, and Paul White drives one that Rick Calero owns, and um, we've we've just about got it where it's it's ready to start start winning a bunch of races here. And uh, the, some of the asphalt technology is actually bleed, bleeding over into this, the dirt world now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, did uh, did you ask him about factory socks? No, I did uh, not. So, so John, your thoughts with the factory socks because those those are really starting to come to fruition, and you see those everywhere. Uh, it's kind of we talked about with the outlaws replacing the 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 prolates. Factory stocks are getting real damn popular. Uh, your your thoughts on that class, and I mean, how hard is it to keep it uh, to keep that affordable to where it's still going to be a, a fun competitive class for everyone? Oh, did we lose? No. You still there? Nope. You still there? Nope. Yeah. Sorry, about uh, Okay, I got you now. Okay. Um, um, he turned off the truck. The Bluetooth yeah, went yeah, off. Yeah, that's probably. what it was. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, it sounded well, like. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I just bought a brand new truck, and I ain't figured nice. it out yet. Oh, man. I didn't like me sitting in it that long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Um, so I don't know if you caught that, but your thoughts on the factory stocks. It, it kind of seems like kind of like that outlaw versus um, prolate thing. Uh, really coming to become a popular class. Uh, your thoughts on... Is that one kind of stretching the needle a little, a little too far to keep it affordable and fun for guys to be able to jump in and be competitive? Well, it's it's going to be fun. You know, I got my daughter racing in that class. Yep. We just got her a new a new a new factory stock chassis, and uh, it's it's a little more that's a little more car than a beginner should start out, in my opinion. But it, it is what it is. Um, I wish there was an actual real pure stock class for beginners. Mm-hmm. and uh there's really not one out there so i've, I've got to start her in this and um yeah it's 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 probably a little more than it needs to be but i, I mean i don't i don't know what you can do about it I, it's uh it's such a it's such a popular class that you almost just have to bite the bullet and um and, and, ro- and roll with it yeah jump in and go so john talk about racing with riley uh is it is it more stressful because uh she can yell at you uh, than than some of your other drivers that that you get to race with with the modifieds and stuff. What's it like racing with your little girl? Well, she 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 probably don't like it that much. I don't I don't have a lot of patience with her. She's uh, <laughs> she, she she you know she she's she's a lot like me. So we kind of we butt heads a lot. But uh, <laughs> but for for the most part, she listens to me and uh, she's she's doing a really good job for yeah. what for what little she's raced and uh. I, I feel bad about it because I, I I can't take her racing as much as I could because you know I, I've sometimes got to be off 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 racing you know across the country here so mm-hmm. um, but she's it's 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 enjoyable to watch her progress and and uh, and do do some do some things to show some 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 serious talent and I, I I'm really proud of her I just uh, I wish uh, I wish we had more time to more time to test and practice and and go race so. Yeah. hopefully we can find more time this year and and uh maybe get her a win you know she had a bunch of heat race wins last year and had had a couple close calls on main event wins but she just uh <laughs> she, she she you know one that first one's hard to get so uh, yep. if, if we can just get her that one I, I think she'll i think she'll start getting a bunch of them yep it'll come so john any any opportunity or any any idea if we may get to see you i, I think at houston with you and and davidson and Barker and all these guys and Chris Ooh, Child, man, that, that would be fun. That'd be some badass outlaw racing. We get we get some of our own people at our own track. Any 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 thoughts that that may come to fruition? Oh, well, I mean, there's there's no telling, but you know, you got to think. Oh, you know, Rick Palermo might he might be getting the itch to get in that car too. So That's you, you got to you never know who might show up out there in it. You know, he's a uh, I, I I could see him getting a little antsy this weekend. So <laughs> he. Uh, 
you never know with him. Plus, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna run a lot at Houston this this year. I'm pretty Good. sure. So I'm gonna be busy working uh, working. Over. Rick Palero is gonna have Paul White drop, run for championship this year and and uh, one of his cars and. Uh, that's that's going to be pretty exciting and uh breaking news right there uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's going to be a I, I don't even know if i should have spilled the beans on that one but uh <laughs> well he's on he's I mean, on yeah, pa- paul just checked in literally so. at the exact same time you mentioned his name he popped in on the facebook yeah. stream. So. yeah by <laughs> the way funny. paul be, be ready you're going to be getting a call uh we, we need you on here too <laughs> so that's a uh, man that's <laughs> that's, that's awesome stuff See, see, Paul and yeah. John, they got a lot of stuff in common. There's not anything that they that they, they get like in. to win. There's not anything they get in that they're slow in. You know, yeah, every exactly. time. No, no, yeah, no. And I and, and I got to work with Paul two or three races when he drove for Raymond. They hired me for a couple races, and um, I think we might have run second in both of them. But we had one of them won, and and we might have got booted out of the way there on a late restart. If I remember right, I'm hmm. I'm not going to mention who might have booted him, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right there. That's another one we need to get on here. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But um. But but he, me, me and Paul work real well together, and uh, I mean, I was impressed with how 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 he drove and 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 how how he could run a loose car and um. I'm I'm excited about getting him out there for a season. I think I think that's going to be pretty impressive. Display awesome. of a driving skill there. I love it. So it's going to be in a modified, right? Is that what we got? Modified yeah. or truck? Uh, modified. It'll be Rick Blair's modified. The probably the one Brandon Bentley drove. Um, we, we were going to have Brandon run for for the championship, but you know he's got he's got kids involved in sports and yeah. stuff like that, and he he couldn't obligate to every race, but. Uh, Rick's. I, it's looking like we might have another modified coming here too long. I think Rick's talking about building another one, so uh, I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Brandon out there a couple more times next year either. An all-star car. See, that's good. Yeah. Or that's this good. year. Sorry. Yeah. No. That's yeah. a. That's that's a damn good car. That is a damn good car. So you're, and we'll cut you loose here in just a second, um, John. But your thoughts on Houston this year? I, I think it's a good opportunity for the track and and Gina and all of us to. Uh, to really get back on the map, I, I like the momentum. I, I, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, I just want to say, everybody on the computers, they just, you know, talking bad about these tracks. They, they just need to keep their mouth shut. You know, these 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 people are doing all they can do to. Keep, they're not going to get rich opening these tracks for us to race at. Nope. And um, all the all the negativity is killing racing all around the country. And uh, you know, the, the the these people just need to just keep their comments to themselves. You know that. Uh, they got to get on the computer to talk about them because nobody listens to them in person. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they never go to the track. And, 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 no, it's, it, it's just it's just the truth. The, the, the people that get on that computer and start typing away, um, they're the ones nobody cares to listen to, and, and, that, and they just hope somebody will listen to them on their on the computer. Which I don't, <laughs> I don't ever listen, care, or anything about any of that stuff. So, but um, but it's but it is hurting our our racing in in in, in a whole. Um, it's not. It's not what it used to be because people just people just need to talk about the good or don't talk about nothing at all. We, we need to get racing back going here. Um, mm-hmm. and these people running Houston, they're not multi billionaires. They're doing it because they love racing. They want to see us have a place to race, and people need to support that and help them all they can instead of gripe and complain and moan about everything. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Very well I, said. I won't. I, I won't say anything more about that. I just uh, no. I, I mean, needs to be said by somebody. It's so. all right there in a nutshell. That's that's a bottom line right there. That is the bottom line. 
then that that would be what we call a mic drop, John. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think that <laughs> you're not you're not leaving on anything negative. I think that it's great that you know, Roddy and I try to say stuff like that all the time, and a lot of people don't listen to us. But you know, when one of the guys like you that's been around forever and remembers good times and bad times and can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that that's a perspective that sometimes people take for granted, but but it really is. There's been way too much negative stuff, and the positive stuff is, you know, it, it's kind of like that. It, it, a little bit of that tidal wave. It's starting to come, and we can see it. And you know, maybe maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is not some flaming asshole. Right. Exactly. Well, and I think part of it also, John, is, is folks are realizing. I think it was an eye-opening thing where some dirt tracks shut down, and I think folks are realizing that we kind of all need to scratch each other's back. I mean, it's okay to like dirt. It's okay to like asphalt. Hell, just like it all. I mean, just, just agree to disagree on a f- couple of things, but just support the sport. That's what we need to do. Yes. Yeah. You got, you got to support. You got to support the sport. I mean, there's not. There's not tracks opening up everywhere like there was back in the seventies and eighties. They're they're closing down now. You know, yep. they're, they're not new there's not new ones getting built. There's there are old ones closing down and and it's not just Texas. I mean it's it's all over the country. I mean yeah. I and uh I see you know, I'm all over the country racing and I'm seeing I'm seeing bad sand count all over the country and and the, you know, I I realize there's a lot of things to do these days this day and age, but at the end of the day, I mean there's nothing better than getting out to a racetrack and watching two guys beating and banging for a win and uh we just you just can't go there with negativity reading a bunch of negativity about a racetrack is people don't want to go there and sit there and, and spend money if they're they think they're going to go to a to a shit show to, yeah that's you know, right mm-hmm. that's exactly so, right well said you know, just, my brother you know they're but anyways uh i appreciate y'all having me and uh man i i, I hope i hope i can get y'all get you some more wins this this year to talk about on there maybe yeah, maybe uh, absolutely, man. You know, if 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 Rick Palero thinks I'm doing a good enough job, maybe he'll let me run it a few more times. Well, hell, I think what we'll do anytime that we know you're going to be in the car, and we'll maybe even check with Rick, kind of get the you know get it ahead of time. Uh, if we know you're going to be in the car, we'll book you out a week ahead because we know you're going to win. Because shit, you're kicking ass. Man. <laughs> that, 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 super, what y'all need to do is get what y'all need to do is get Rick on there on here because he's a way better bullshitter than anybody ever. Seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's been on a time or two. Yeah. Yeah, we may need to get him back. Yeah. Then he'll really get all excited. Then he'll really want to start racing. So, yeah, that'll be good. But uh, way to go, man. That's a couple of badass wins right there. Like you said, you got a couple of crown jewels in your back pocket, man. Just keep uh, rolling every time you get a chance. And uh, best of luck with all the customers. Yeah. You got the yeah. best shit. Yep, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate y'all's phone call. Yeah, he's from South Texas. He ain't afraid of no rattlesnakes. <laughs> no. There you go. No, no. There you go. Little rattlesnake, little spider never hurt nobody. There it is. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Go get it, my brother. Always a pleasure. Continued uh continued best wishes and uh we'll talk soon, I'm sure. All right, guys. Y'all, right. y'all keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Right, thanks, thanks sir. John. You bet. All right, thanks. All right, talk to you later. Take care. John Heil, one of the best. And that and that dude right there, he um And I'm glad he can laugh about spiders. <laughs> well, and he's just um you know, it's one of those things where, you, and I love what he said right there, uh, uh, talking about the power of winning, because it's like you go out and, and you beat everybody, and hell, you're selling cars the next day. Well, I, it, it makes sense, but it's nice to actually hear it, right? Like when you're, you know, I'm surprised nobody wanted to buy that car. I mean, if you yeah. win the car, the Derby wins. That tells you what a, what a what a piece that is. If you know Rick's a businessman, right? Everything's for yep. sale at the right price. But, he knows uh, he knows a couple of guys that can build one just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, think about that. If you actually and, and Rick would be great out there as well. I mean, I'd like to see Rick back in his truck. 
Rick uh, makes that Texas Truck Series just a little bit more exciting. Definitely makes it a little more interesting. Yes, he definitely and interesting, does. So. Interesting in the Texas Trucks is exciting. Yeah. So <laughs> not saying that I don't want to see Rick in that outlaw, but Rick in that truck is where, you know, he could do double duty or whatever. But like we were saying, I mean, imagine Greg and uh, maybe Christopher would show up and, and run again like he did uh, the, the well, one I think race. he trashed his one car, but I think he's definitely building another one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you get that, and I mean that—that that would be a hell of a fun race right there. It could and, be. Uh, yeah, they do need to shake it up a little bit in that outlaw. Yeah, absolutely. Media day coming up out there, and practice at uh, Houston, Texas Short Track Racing Series. Go to Texas Short Track Racing Series on Facebook. Additional information there. Uh, if your car's close, get on out there. Uh, need a bit. Need a big presence out there to. Uh, Impress the folks that are going to be showing up. Gina's working her ass off and uh, getting folks out there. But thanks to John Heil, and congratulations on another big win. Sticking around. Stick around. We've got another uh, segment coming up. Uh, more racing. Probably have to touch on that Super Bowl a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the Daytona 500 of football is coming up this weekend. That's right. End of the season. Getting us ready for the beginning of the season. That's coming up. It's Revved Up Sports Show from Texas. Since 1981, Texadelphia has served Austin cheesesteaks with a Texas twist. Jamie and his team at the 183 location near Lakeline Mall make each and every cheesesteak to order and top it with a signature sauce of your choice. All the cheesesteaks, burgers, salads, and deli sandwiches are served with complimentary tortilla chips and fresh salsa. Try their queso, guacamole, and salsa, as well as signature sauces that are made in-house every day. Texadelphia is a proud supporter of area high school football. They are located at 14010 North 183, Suite 500, located right near Lakeline Mall. The Lodge Poker Club is a members-only social club offering a wide range of daily and tournament gameplay serving Central Texas. Located in Round Rock, just off 35, the Lodge boasts the area's largest room with 20 tables, 30 big screen TVs, and nightly complimentary food. Whether you're looking for a tournament or a cash game, you will find it at the Lodge. Open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 11 to 4 a.m., and 24 hours on the weekend. Visit us at thelodgepokerclub.com or call us at 512-614-4045. Bush's Chicken is a proud supporter of area schools, athletic programs, and booster clubs. With stores in Cedar Park, Round Rock, Georgetown, both North and South Austin, and now our newest store in Pflugerville. Bush's serves the Texas standard in real hand-battered fried chicken and crispy tenders, tasty rolls, and that famous Bush's sweet tea. Mm, I love Bush's Chicken. Bush's Chicken. It's good, good, good. Saturdays at noon, Revved Up ATX takes over the Horn Airwaves. Rodney Rodriguez and Bobby Chaffee discuss the world of motorsports, including winners and losers at 12.15 and places for races at 12.45. It's Revved Up ATX, Saturdays at noon on The Horn, where Austin talks racing. Hashtag Real Race Talk. The Horn is talking fantasy sports with the Wagner Wire. Sunday mornings from 10 to noon. Adam Wagner gives you heroes and zeros at 1045. Who do you love at 1110? Just the tip at 1145. And the best starts and sits from all of your fantasy sports teams. The Wagner Wire. Sundays from 10 to noon on The Horn. Sponsored by Audiovisual Consultations. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. 
drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Third and final segment here on the Monday edition of the Rev. Sports Show. Uh, next week's show, uh, show date to be determined. Uh, lots of stuff happening, obviously, that weekend of the Super Bowl. So uh, with the UIL realignment show coming up bright and early that Monday morning, uh, next week's show might not be on Monday. Could end up being on Tuesday. Uh, don't know good. right at the moment. That's going to be good. I don't know where you um, may live, but um, UIL... That realignment right there, we're going to see some changes. I mean, as long as Sam Marcus is in a competitive district, that's all I care about. I have actually seen, and again, what I say here is just what I've been Speculation, heard, or yes. what I've been heard. What what I speculate is, San Marcus could finally fall into where they should belong with New Braunfels, uh, Clemens. Well, no, yeah, Clemens, six A, Canyon, yeah, yeah. the Syntex six A, basically. Well, t- south, but but still managing to avoid Judson and Steele and all of that stuff. Mm. So it uh, Hayes Hayes could fall in there. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I mean, they've been they've been lobbying for that forever. Yeah, um, I, I can definitely tell you that our friends at Layman will finally get out of the gauntlet of six A, which they should. Um, the hometown of Lockhart may actually get to be where they want to be. But anyway, we will know 9 o'clock on next Monday, 9 o'clock next Monday, they pop those envelopes open, and we will actually be live on the Horn Webcast Network. Uh, we're going to be live over at Region 13 with um, a lot of you know spot-on interviews and so forth, and you will know where your team's going to end up. That's hornfm.com. Uh, click um, High School Sports. You'll see it right there. It's going to be good. So a couple of things. We've got the, we've got the uh, Super Bowl party thing, whatever it is, on Fox right now. A couple of things I've noticed. They did a promo for the XFL, and then they did a Daytona 500 promo. Hey, I, I'm impressed because um, NASCAR Race Hub is actually going to be in uh, in Miami with uh, starting tomorrow. So all, all of the uh, FS1 programming from you know the start of the day up until Race Hub will be live at Miami. So a big push there for NASCAR. Well, that's there is. A, that's Every, a good thing. And you can go back and look at the ratings. Every time the Super Bowl is on Fox, you have record ratings for the Daytona 500. Yeah. And and I do think that, that this year is going to bring a little bit of excitement because it's going to expose it. And, and I think what you get this year with, with this Super Bowl is you don't have – if we would have had a, an old-school team – Andy Reid's a little bit old-school, in my opinion, because he's been around for so long – but his team is not. So you, you actually have a, a couple of, of new era teams with what the 49ers are doing and some of the personalities there and, the, and the, the franchise that is Mahomes. I mean, I think that you get those eyes on that, and depending how they, how they tailor these advertisements for Daytona, I really do think that they're going to do a really cool thing. Well, I'm not expecting to have the low score that we did last year. No, no. By, by no means. No. Not even like a little bit. But I also think that um, – I don't know. I think it's going to be the it's going to be the rushing of San Francisco that's going to have to can, can Mahomes himself. Here's the problem: is that we all know that rushing games they eat a lot of clock, and the best way to keep keep a gunslinger from slinging that ball is keep the ball out of his hand. Well, I think that's the key 
to San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. Well, he'll have to he'll have to carry this team. Uh, I mean, because obviously the the 49ers are the better team. I mean, hands down they're the better team. Uh but you do have Mahomes and you have the the tight end and this is going to be a matchup of a couple of Gronkowski wannabes. I mean, if you watch these guys, I mean, the, that's oh, yeah. exactly what these guys are Travis doing. Travis Kelsey and and Kittle. Yeah, yeah, it's like Kelsey and Kittle. It's like, "Oh, these guys are such outspoken tight ends and they're doing all these phenomenal things and they're so crazy and they they dress and, and do all these." And they both got good-looking old ladies too. Well, that, that, oh, that, God. That, money that, buys everything. That's what happens when you act like that. But th- these are both total knockoffs of Rob Gronkowski. And I'm sure and we'll see him on Fox. I'm sure he will. He's a part of the broadcast and but but can you see him and tony romo in the same booth <laughs> no no absolutely not uh, although tony romo might make a lot of money to go to espn have they have they finally figured out 13 million they, they, they haven't uh it hasn't been figured out there but I, I i did get a whole new respect yesterday for tessator and for booger although they're probably on their last leg there with that pro bowl because they um man he and tessator's not bad he he and booger yesterday with with the whole kobe thing and it's um it's been really crazy yesterday and today to watch so many I I was worried coming on here when we were talking about uh, Kobe because to see so many broadcasters I mean I saw Michael Whitlock I saw Stephen A Smith uh, I mean all, all these people just totally fall apart and and it's not it's not uh, a part of the gig I, I mean you could definitely tell just the true um impact that that they're feeling from this but back to the Super Bowl I think um, San Francisco, the better team, it will be Pat Mahomes is going to have to he's going to wheel his team to win because the 49, they, they better damn sure not fall behind 20 to nothing in this one. No, they should. If they do, yeah. it's over. It's over. But I don't know. It's, um, you know, Garoppolo, I think he can throw for more than 145 yards. I think he's going to have to. I, I think so. I mean, the, de- the, defense, the defense in San Francisco is not bad. No. No, uh, the de- defense in San Francisco is really, really good, and and that's where I concern myself with uh, with Kansas City because, like we said, Mahomes is going to have to be the one that's going to have to carry this thing. But when you got Bosa and these guys up 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 in front, these guys are tenacious. Oh, they certainly are, and that uh, that that could spell problems. And if if San, if San Francisco is able to jump out ahead, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if Kansas City can can catch up, but. I really hope that it's a back and forth. I hope it's a better Super Bowl than what we've had a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I want final possession to to be a part of this and and for it to come down to, you know, come down to we, we get inside that final minute. It's weird hitting this and it doesn't vibrate like, like the know. other one did because I do. We'll make a few that. more modifications to it, but uh, the but, palatial um, digs. We got to move some mics around and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and we got room here. I mean, that's these are in there to to insert you know other other things to happen but um i i think that this could actually be a really really good matchup i, I think we see a back and forth here what is it one and a half right now for the 49ers yeah it's, um, it's the closest one they've had in a while yeah i, I don't know the over under uh, i mean i think there's a possibility for for them to score a lot of points at the same time i think there's a possibility for one to score a lot of points and the other to not so um prop bets and all of that that that's going to be a, a really cool thing to 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 check into as the week goes on but um good football games what we need because we do have the two best teams i mean we did yeah. end up with the two best well teams. you don't want to you don't want a, a lackluster performance like when you had the rams and the patriots and everything was just right 
Like if you would have known that, you know, like when you had the squares at your party, you know, the zero zero, who would have thought yeah. that? That was actually zero zero, not ten to ten. Yeah. And and this only proves, I mean, what Lamar Jackson was a whole rage here just a couple of weeks ago, and everybody thought that, you know, he was going to do whatever he did, but Tennessee figured out how to stop him. I mean, he was essentially he he was kind of a one man band right there. And they they shut him down and, and they and they closed the deal. And I think of this forty er defense, I mean, Kyle Shanahan what a hell of a head coach he is. It's but turned into one, yeah. He, he really has, and, and he did. I mean, he had – it. Uh, you know that he's got a lot riding on on his chest right now because he, he was, of course, the offensive coordinator in that debacle 28-3 when Atlanta fell apart. He was the OC for that team. So he obviously wants this. And, of course, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is back here. And, um, man, it's um, – Andy Reid has proved me wrong because I kept waiting – throughout this whole postseason for Andy Reid and his group to find a way to fall apart, and they have not. And they find themselves playing in Miami coming up here on, on Sunday. And I really do think this is going to be an entertaining Super Bowl. Well, I think it needs to be for everybody. For the NFL, uh, I think that the sports world needs to try to move on uh, from the tragedy of Kobe, and I think the Super Bowl would be the perfect way to do that. Uh, you talk about being inspired with the Kobe thing. A couple of things. I just wrote down the notes. If you really want to see something to get really inspired – uh, and you talked about broadcasters breaking down. One of the one of the coolest things and, and unbelievable things I've seen from a broadcaster is that time when Rich Eisen found out live on the air on the NFL Network that his good friend Stuart Scott had passed. Yep, that is the epitome of professionalism in my eyes. I think yeah. I think you feel the same way too. Uh, if you want something inspiring, uh, watch the uh, go to YouTube. It's all over. Watch the Stuart Scott uh, acceptance speech for his ESPY. Uh, that one is a fantastic. Uh, Good way to spend uh, six to ten minutes of your life. And then also, probably one of the best sports speeches I always thought was the Jim Valvano one. Oh, yeah. Um, so those, those are the couple you need to keep uh, in the solid rotation because, um, you know, you never know. Rodney always says be nice to somebody. And we've actually seen here just in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, with Coach, uh, Coach Johnson and Coach Cower, you know, finding out on air that, that they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. And just to see what, what I really appreciate about both of those gentlemen is um, – you know, the first thing that they did, they talked about how uh, all the people around them. Yep, great is, teams. Yeah, is what really did that. And, I mean, I don't care if your team – I don't care if your team is – you're a sports team or if your team is like our Russ Nation here. I mean, our, our group of people that that uh, that, that kind of support one another. And, and seriously, I mean, it's – um you just never know, man. I mean, you just never know. And yesterday's another one of those eye-opening experiences where it um, – I, I saw a lot of negative stuff where it's like, oh, why is everybody praising, you know, Kobe? You know, people die every day and this, that, and the other. But it's just the, the stature of it. And it's not to discount anyone that, that passes away that's, that's not famous because people die every day and don't get the, you know, everyone that dies in someone's eyes is a Kobe Bryant. But Kobe Bryant was just a, the humanitarian that he became and just the way mm-hmm. that everything happened here. And, he, um, he. I think he really did learn. Learned in in, in his uh, trials and tribulations. He was just so outspoken for women's sports, and that's and that's great because they they needed someone like that. I mean, I, I read something today where it was it was kind of floating under the radar that Kobe Bryant might become the commissioner of the WNBA with just the impact that he was having on that, and what a big thing that had been uh, for that group to have somebody like that to to do yeah. that. So, I don't know. You just never know, right? We yeah. had that discussion before we came on air. Sometimes you just you just don't know. Yeah, you know, Keith Keith Whitley used to sing a song that said, "If tomorrow never comes." I mean, so just think about that. You gotta. It's uh, 
it's kind of that it's uh I, I always like to say that I like to live my life as if you don't know uh, what tomorrow may bring and, and I mean that in in very good and bad ways because it's like uh, you you appreciate those people around you you know that 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 you care about and so forth whether it be family friends colleagues whatever it is and at the same time you know it's like uh, you live your life like there's no tomorrow you you live it up as as much as you can so <laughs> I mean it, well, it, it's good and bad it's you good have and bad. to th- you have to think about tomorrow else you have nothing to strive for that's right? it that's but it. at the same time, you just got to roll with some of the stuff that happens. I mean, life is life. That sounds so simple in in in, in layman's terms, so yeah. to speak. But yeah. you know, life happens every day. The most precious commodity is time. It's what you do with it right in the, right here, right now. Uh, and we love spending time with the Rust Nation. And and uh, I have some. I just love spending time with yeah. you too, partner. I mean, absolutely. And I mean, it, it's only been in the last, you know, five to seven years that I realized that the number one thing, other other than family and friends, that I'm most thankful for is no matter how I do it every morning, if I could roll my fat ass over and put these two big ass thir- size 13s on the ground, that's good. Now, granted, that I, means something is happening. I have never right. woken up dead to know if it is any better because everybody that comes back seems kind of pissed off. Hey, man, I, I've heard that that when you wake up dead, it's like great. I I, I'm not sure I want to find out, but uh, what is it if you go to if you woke up and had to go to hell? It take you a couple hours before you realize you was at, you, you weren't at work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I don't know. I have a I have a funny feeling with uh, all the all the folks that I know, and, and I mean this in a great way because I'm right there with you. But if I'm going to wake up and go to hell, I'm going to be in line for a while because uh, absolutely there's a lot of us. So don't be be good people. Be That's good right. people. This is Be how you good. close the show. That's exactly right. And not only that, I mean, we got a we got a bouncing we got a bouncing Jesus over here that has made the transition over. Um, onto, He's on the screen. Is he there? Yep. All right. And that and that's a guy that kind of drives his show and makes all of this happen. And he is still there, so that's a very very good thing. So. Uh, just love life and be glad that you get to hear people like John Heil talking about racing. <laughs> He was he was good. <laughs> He's damn good. He's damn good. Way to go, Heil. Go keep kicking ass, man. That Polero, all these guys that go on out, all the team there that uh, they're making us look good, man. It's good to see these Texans. Mm-hmm. People say it's dying in Texas. Well, why are people kicking your ass all over the place? That's right. Florida and Georgia down. Florida Georgia line. We got you. Oh God. <laughs> Let's take it to the house. Have a great week, everyone. Be nice to someone. You never know what they're going through. You're going to feel better as well afterwards. He's Showtime Bobby Chaffee. I'm Rodney Rodriguez. We are back Saturday on the Horn and back here early next week. Just check on Facebook. Check on Twitter. You'll know when we know. Check on the Insta. We'll let you know when that's going down. These replays available on YouTube and RevedUpSportsShow.com. Have a great week, everybody.